Hello and welcome to CreteCast. I'm Josh. I'm Marcus. And we are glad you guys have joined us for this Fun Fact Friday. So Marcus, oh, I don't have a fun fact. Fun, fun fact for you. Did you know or do you know that Queen Elizabeth II's cows sleep on waterbeds? Say what? Queen Elizabeth II's cows uh-huh. sleep on waterbeds. Interesting. I did not know that, which doesn't really shock me at all. But... <laughs> and did you know that military or British military tanks are equipped to make tea? What? British military tanks are equipped to make tea. Equipped? Okay. Yeah. I, I heard that and I thought you said <laughs> are make like are part of tea. And I was like, that that's, was like, what? <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> so, um, you know the illuminations thing at Epcot? Yeah. So more than 26,000 feet of lights outline the Epcot World Showcase pavilions. Repeat that again. More than 26,000 feet of lights outline the Epcot or Epcot World's Showcase pavilions. Uh, that is a string long enough to stretch across the Golden State Bridge more than six times. Wow. That's a lot of lights. That is a lot of lights. That's a lot of lights. I would hate to hang those up. I mean, I'm sure they're, they're there all, all year long. They're, oh, yeah. They're the typical redneck... Uh, people that leave their crystal slides up all year long yeah that was cool one of the things about going to cinderella's castle was that they still had lights on there from uh elsa's whatever whatever now they didn't light them up but like during the day you could see them on there and it's like have you heard that they're uh repainting repainting it it? yeah uh so if you if you want to so they're repainting it to where the top of it's kind of a pinkish color and then the bottom is gonna be more gray with blue and gold and stuff um they're actually replicating that from the france uh mm-hmm. yeah thing i didn't know that till i saw a picture one of my friends is stationed in um in france for, okay. for military uh well not in france but somewhere yeah. over in that area um have you heard the rumors they're they're talking about opening another disney park in america what they're talking about opening the third one up in michigan okay okay i mean it's not cl- much closer to us but it's yeah. a little, little closer a little closer um that's pretty cool I mean, I'll believe which they've been talking about this. Like, I remember at one point in time, there was talks that they were trying to get one built at the coast of North Carolina. Okay. And did, like the land deal fell through or something like yeah. that. And so I'm surprised they haven't done one more like near like the, the, the North yeah. New York area up there. Not necessarily Michigan, yeah. but because um, then they'd have California, pretty much all the states except for the middle. But yeah, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But. Yeah, a friend of mine just went to Disney, and I saw a bunch of pictures, and I was like, oh. I know, I have so many friends at Disney right now, <laughs> or over the past couple of weeks, and I'm like, man, I want to go back. Yep. <laughs> Once you go, you just, you know. Yeah, you're hooked. You're hooked. You're you hooked. hooked. So. But yeah, what about the Jungle Boot Boat? Sinking? Oh, that sinking? Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> I, saw, I saw a comment uh, that said, uh, I feel bad for those people that think this is part of the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been fun. Part of our Friday Disney talk. Yes, <laughs> feel like yes. we do this every Friday. We, I think we do. <laughs> yeah, um, but we are continuing our study in the book of Nehemiah, uh, Nehemiah four ten through thir- twenty three, um, and we see here that the attacks are coming from the outside. In the last episode, now they're starting to come from the inside. Yeah. Of people just complaining, 
and they're tired, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're about halfway through the project now, so it's been about two months of just solid work working on this, this wall, um, and they're getting tired, and they're complaining. And it becomes this, and we're going to talk about this more tomorrow, I believe it is, of the economic division that goes on with this also. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just where they're, they're, they're not wanted to help each other out. Yeah. And I like what our commentary says. It says, Nehemiah took a twofold approach to the very real threats that are facing them. First, he used words of encouragement when he saw and sensed discouragement and fear. So, I mean, just words of encouragement. That's a huge thing. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of times when we start seeing things going on, it's like, well, how can I fix this? You know, we try to fix the problem instead of encourage people through the problem. Um, And then finally, Nehemiah himself was willing to both lead and serve, ready to give up even personal necessities as needed. And that's a huge thing right there is Mm -hmm. that Nehemiah showed that he was working also. Yeah. I mean, how many times... Have we heard it as pastors of, hey, we need to make sure we're out in there helping out also. Yeah. And not just leaving it to our volunteers to do and stuff like that. Yep. Because that's a huge part. I mean, I've been part of churches where people are like, yeah, not this church. But they were like, yeah, the youth pastor doesn't do anything. Yeah. You know? And so it's, yeah, it's a, an important thing that we also help out and do to work too. Yeah. I mean. Well, I mean, because even during this whole time, I mean, like you're kind of saying, the attacks just kept coming and coming. And coming, yep, coming some more, and uh, I mean, for for God's people in this time, and even today, when attacks come, it's very easy to start getting discouraged and yes, uh, and just kind of physically drained and spiritually drained, um, and but in in the middle of all of that discouragement and you know the defensive, uh, they started defending themselves physically and all that stuff. Nehemiah encouraged them. Yes. Um, and with that, God's work was done, and his enemies were were frustrated. Yep. And that's exactly what this is a great example of. When when tragedy strikes, when life hits, when um, attacks keep coming, trust God trust and God. encourage those that are being discouraged. Yeah. And so part of Nehemiah's plan I really like is that, you know, half worked, half guarded. You know, mm-hmm. they filled into the holes where it wasn't done yet. The builders also carried their swords. Like, could you imagine trying to build a wall while carrying a sword or having a sword strapped to your to your waist? Like, that had to be uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. But it's what they needed to do. Yeah. And then they also had trumpets because, I mean, the walls of Jerusalem was huge. So if they heard the trumpet blowing, is the rally call of, all right, everybody gather on this one area. Yeah. And they did this day and night. There's oh, yeah. night guards set up. And, I mean, yeah, I can understand why they're tired when they're going through all this. Oh, yeah. I mean... I know, like, when I was use camp, for example, the week leading up to camp, the week at camp, and the week after camp, not that I'm discouraged, but it's so easily to get spiritually tired. Oh, yeah. Um, and I would I, maybe the word discouraged is correct because it's like you're giving so much. You're, you're answering so many questions. Yep. You're trying to be there and encourage those that are there with you to keep going, to keep pushing, uh, to – have that first day of camp high yes. every day of the week. Um, oh man, like come day eight, nine, and ten of our trip, I was just so <laughs> tired, and it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, we did a lot of like mental stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I preached three times while I was down there, and yeah. like we weren't digging holes or stuff like that, but I was tired. Oh yeah, and 
I mean, it just was exhausting, yeah. you know, towards right. taking three days for me to recover from it, you know? <laughs> so I, I'm in talks with Word of Life right now to become a camp speaker um, at, with them and um, to kind of do that as a process. And one of the processes is speaking to their staff while I'm there this, this summer, and uh, uh, which I'm excited about, but I'm also like, I'm also going to be like super tired. Oh, yeah. That's going to be middle of camp. Yeah. Yeah. Middle of camp. I mean, granted, if I'm ever a camp speaker, I mean, I'll be doing it five yeah. days for the week, but that's okay. Um, but it's so easy to for our minds to get so like just worn out. Uh, I know like like when we would do this on Tuesdays uh, and we oh, would record man. this like after staff meeting and our individual meetings and then record this Tuesday night. I was just, dead. just done. Yeah. Uh, and you know and it it's so easy to get get that way. And it, it's the question I had when I was doing this was when I'm attacked do I turn to God or do I turn to myself for help? You know, how, how do I respond when I am discouraged? Um, a lot of times in that, I'm sure this is not just me. I, it's easy to say, I'm just going to isolate myself from everybody. I'm discouraged. I need oh, to yeah. get away. I need to um, just recover, just recover, yeah. which is not a bad thing, but at some point you need to get back into the swing of yes. things. Um, yep. And then even another question that you can ask is how do I respond when others say discouraging things to me yeah you know yeah. that's that's a that's the hardest thing i think to, to to overcome especially um as christians we want to show god's love we want to be a good testimony but when they say discouraging things our res- our re- reflex is to kind of go back at them yeah um, and that's not the case now no. granted it's okay to defend yourself but defend yourself in a loving godly way there's yeah. a, there's there's a righteous anger there's a way to do it it's don't blame them don't point fingers don't threaten back love on them kind of diffuse the situation rather than escalate yes. it and it's yeah i mean it could it gets so easy to try to defend ourselves when we get discouraging words mm-hmm. and usually the people don't try to be discouraging but sometimes sometimes we need to hear what they're saying oh yeah you know um but yeah, it's it's one of those things. I mean, and like you said, when we're tired and stuff like that, we usually just don't want to be around people. Even the biggest extroverts out there, when they get tired, they're just, you know, I mean, like Monday night, part of me really just wanted to stay home and just relax and not do anything. But I knew I needed to come to Joshua Man just to get the encouragement and just spend time with brothers. And, and it was a good, you know, it was a much needed thing. Um. Yeah, for any guys that are listening, on Monday, the first Monday of every month, we have Joshua Men here at the church at 7 o'clock. You should come out and be a part of it. Um, it's a great time. Yeah. Um, when, when, it's, when, you, when you get discouraged, one thing that I, I think the verse that stuck out to me was verse 14 the most. because um, It says, And I looked and arose and said to the nobles of the, and to the officials and the rest of the, the people. Cause, so this is Nehemiah mm-hmm. uh, and trying to encourage his people. Yes. Um, and he says, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Um, and I, a lot of times when we get discouraged and all these things, it's easy to forget who God really is. Oh, yeah. um, it's easy to focus on ourselves, focus on the situation and forget that God is so great. God is so awesome and that we need to trust in him and keep fighting. And yeah, and forget what we're fighting for. Yeah. I mean, we get discouraged and we're like, what's the point of all this? Mm-hmm. When it's, hey, the point of this is to win souls and to see discipleship happen. Exactly. And and e- even on top of that, 
um, we all know someone that is probably being discouraged in a situation right now. How can you encourage them to help them remember that Jesus is great? He yes. is awesome, and they need to trust him and keep fighting. Who can you rely, you know, respond or uh, um, encourage. Let, encourage and let them know and remember that? Yeah. Because um, even as, as as Christians, not just pastors, as Christians, as Christians, we are to push others to Christ. Yes. You no, know, we actually talked about that this past uh, Sunday night uh, in youth. Of, um, you know, it's easy to say. Uh, you know, my friendships aren't, aren't good. It's, be, and it's because of them or because they do this. And one thing I challenge them to do is tonight we're going to focus on ourselves and I'm going to challenge you to yeah. figure out what can you do to change. And, uh, and one of those things was you need to find friends that will push you to Christ, will, will encourage you to, to be more like Christ every single day. But my, my challenge to you is how are you being that friend? Are right. you pushing others to Christ? And, and it's a two way street. Exactly. And part of that is helping people remember that, remember God and that he is awesome, that he's, and he's great um, in the times of discouragement. Yes. So. Life step. Life step. Nehemiah used both his words and works as a source of help and encouragement to those he was leading. Who has helped today with our words of encouragement and works at who, who have we helped today with our words of encouragement and works of our hands? So, Josh, I don't know if you know who Sunday Cool is, but Sunday Cool is more than just a custom T-shirt company. What? Sunday Cool is a company that goes above and beyond to serve the servers, the people who devote their lives to ministry and serving others. Sunday That's Cool, awesome. I know, right? And they also bring together the coolest custom designs, a remarkable buying experience, uh, constant engagement of clients with creative content. Oh, and don't forget, we need to mention that they provide the world's softest prints and the world's softest tees. So go say hi to Carl on SundayCool.com and make sure to choose Sunday Cool on your next order. And our prayer request for today is for Sudan. Pray that the peace might prevail in this war-torn land and that those perpetuating violence and disorder may be stopped. Well, for today, I have been Marcus. I've been Josh. Booyah. Booyah. <laughs>